You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, if you are interested in wholesaling and the term driving for dollars, you're going to be in for a treat here today because we have Zach Booth on the call. And Zach has uh, really been doing a great job blessing as many people as he can uh, on how he has accomplished what he has, which is um, pretty pretty miraculous, frankly. Most of your business is done through driving for dollars, right, Zach? Um, yeah, uh, it is. It's until about a few months ago, it was 100% of my, my wholesaling revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get things kicked off, I always want to make sure everybody has your contact information because you really uh, do a great job teaching, teaching this, this whole uh, platform and, and how to go about what you do. Um, so if you go over to dfdmastery.com, that probably stands for drivingfordollarsmastery.com. Uh, you can find more information from Zach and his team associated with what he can offer. But uh, I really wanted to make sure we also plug your new your YouTube channel because that's coming up very soon where you're going to start off a new series. You're going to take $1,000, move into a new market, and turn it into 40000 in 40 days. So that would yes. be quite the uh, task to watch. Yep, we're uh, flying out January twelfth. Got the film crew lined up. Um, pretty excited about that. Um, you know, the the reason I'm doing that is is yes, I coach. Yes, I help people, but I do limit how many people I coach. Um, you know, it's by application only. And and I and I got into coaching because I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to bless lives. You know, I didn't grow up with money, and um, it, it was such a such an amazing thing to go from window washing to to where I'm at now. And I wanted to sh- like share that success and bless other people's lives and not just keep it to myself. And um, so this challenge is a way for me to show other people what it takes and, and, and they can do it as well. And so mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited about this. So you can, you can find it on my YouTube channel, which is also uh, DFD Mastery. Um, but if you go to my website, dfdmastery.com, uh, there's a section or a tab that says social media. And there's a link to my YouTube channel and Instagram and Facebook and all those places. So, Yeah, well, let's, let's start at the beginning if we can, because I mean, that's, yep. you, you dropped that, that first uh, piece of history there. You went from uh, being a window cleaner to real yeah. estate investing. Yeah. Um, how do, what, what made you make that jump? You know, a lot of people point to a book. Some, there was a mindset change there that, to make such a dr- drastic change in your life. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've, I've always kind of been entrepreneurial. And mm-hmm. uh, so I started a window washing business when I was 17. And from the outside looking in, it looked like I was successful, right? But um, I had three trucks and 11 employees and a business partner. And um, I had a YouTube channel. If you like, if you search window washing on YouTube, you're going to find me like top five videos, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny. Uh, and I didn't mean to, it was just a tutorial video to train employees. I think it has over 10 million views now, which is just silly. Um, I guess I is just, I've always liked teaching and coaching and I just, 
that tutorial video just blew up. And I actually ended up on the History Channel because of it. YouTube mm. was doing, uh, there was a documentary that was done on YouTube and the phenomenon of it. And so anyways, from the outside looking in, I was having all this success, but actually I wasn't making very much money. Um, I was risking my life all the time. And, um, you know, high ladders, just crazy, stupid stuff. Like I got a notification the other day from five years ago, me climbing a flagpole to feed a, <laughs> for like 35 bucks to feed a cord through the pulley system. And I'm like, I'm up oh, there wow. like 30 feet. Yeah. And this was like five years ago. I'm just like, like I see stuff like that and it makes me sick. And, um, you know, the, the, you know, I wanted something different and, and I had bought a duplex for my first property um, when I first got married and I was like 22 and I'm 30, I'm going to be 32 here in a couple months. And so I bought this property and I was living in one side and renting the other and it was paying my mortgage and then some. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is way easier money than washing windows. I want to do more, more real estate. I want to do buy some more. But then they wanted 25% down for my second property. And I didn't have 25% down. And then I also didn't have debt to income ratios. I, I kept hitting all these obstacles to do more rentals. And so then I was like, well, shoot, how do, how do other people do it? And so I started reading and I started listening to podcasts just like this. And I was like trying to figure out ways to become successful. And then I learned about something called creative financing, you know, seller financing. And so I started, so I paid $10,000 for my first course. And I not only never got a lead, but I never did a deal. And I got discouraged. I got frustrated and I thought, thought maybe that all these guys that teach and talk, they just charge money, but don't really help anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of had given up, but then, then something happened um, that really like was a gut check and I'm so grateful for it. Um, my little boy was born and I have a six year old little boy and um, now he's six, right? But when he was born, the day he was born, I, instead of like focusing on like the most beautiful moment of my life, becoming a father, um, <clears throat> sorry, I don't want to get emotional, but um, I, every time I tell the story, I get emotional because it, it was really upsetting to me that I couldn't focus on that. I was just focusing on how can I pay the medical bills? Mm. And it sucked, you know, like still to this day, it bothers me big time. Like I'm emotional because, um, because I'm upset with myself that I couldn't be there in the moment. Um, and I didn't want that. I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for my wife. I didn't want that for my future children. And, 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 and I wanted something more. And so it, it kind of lit a fire under me to change things. And so, um, I got into doing more research and then I found out about wholesaling and I was like, aha, that's it. That's exactly how I'm going to do it. And I've got another mentor. I paid nine grand and um, within a month and a half after getting that, that mentor, I did my first wholesale deal. I made 10 grand. Um, and then that first fiscal year, which is about eight months, I did that first deal April of 2017. Within that first year, I had done um, uh, about $115,000 in income. And then the next year, just shy of a half a million. The year after that, 1.2 million. So. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's quite a story. I mean, that's, and, and I think uh, not a lot of, enough of us take a minute and, and realize and take a look at what we're sacrificing for what our day-to-day -day work or struggle. Yeah. You know, that it's kind of one of those things too. We, we, I brought up a number of times that we have, our society, we've almost romanticized the concept of the grind and the hustle. But in the end, uh, it's, it's not, there's a bigger cost there than I don't yeah. think people have on their radar. 
Yeah, I was working so hard as a window washer. I mean, I had employees and I was working so very hard. And, you know, we had in gross sales, we had done just shy of a half a million actually the year I walked away from it. But I wasn't making more than fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And and it just wasn't quite what I like and, and some people are like, wow, that's pretty good money. And like you should have been grateful. And I was grateful. I, I was. But you know, we live in a country where the sky's the limits. And we should go for our dreams. And, you know, and I've seen poverty that doesn't exist here. I served a mission in Sao Paulo, Brazil when I was um, between 19 and 21. And um, I saw true poverty like I had never imagined. And Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time I walked through a true ghetto, um, I sobbed like a baby. And uh, I couldn't believe what I had seen. I mean, I saw organized crime and prostitution and children drinking alcohol. Like I saw things that I never would have imagined. Um, and that experience really opened up my eyes that I wanted to take advantage of all the blessings that we have here. Like I wanted to live the American dream. Like I realized why people want to be here. And, um, you know, so I think we have a moral obligation to do the best we can and accomplish, accomplish the goals that we can and and do the best for our families that we can. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, that's great. And and I I don't know. I mean, that, that's very inspiring. You should be, uh, the, 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 the realization I know, you know, compared to, uh, you're still young compared to me at this point. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, your senior by uh, a a couple decades. Um, but I, I wish I knew what you know now, the back then. Yeah. So well, I appreciate uh, that. That's quite the compliment. Thank you. So the so let's 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 get into the real estate thing because you're uh, it sounds like, you know, you you got into this trying to get that passive income, that that golden concept of passive income and that mailbox yeah. money if you will, uh getting those those buy and hold rentals, but you really focus on the wholesaling now, right? Yeah, I actually did build up a whole bunch of rentals and I sold them all because I love coaching. Like I like like I, I got to the point where like I had this automated wholesaling business that was generating tons of money with my team and I had all these rentals as well and I kept I kept having issues, more issues for my rentals than I was having for my wholesaling business. And I was like, well, let's sell them. <laughs> so I sold them all. Um and um I eventually will pick up more real estate, but I actually have different plans um than just focusing on cash flow. We, we can maybe talk about that. But what happened was um, I got into wholesaling and I did, that, I did that six figures and I was like, wow, I just made more money in my first like eight months of this than I did ever make like profit wise. You know, like I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then uh, I, at the beginning of 2018, I was struggling to, to find deals. Like those first two months were really dry. And my marketing that I had been doing, like I was doing list source lists and buying lists and tax delinquent mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was just really struggling to find leads. And so I knew I needed something. So I started digging. That's when I found driving for dollars, right? And driving for dollars back then is not what it is today. There's been a lot of new apps and technologies to make it fast and efficient. But I was driving around, writing down addresses, looking them up on county records and, and, and doing it that way. And I pulled like 70 addresses and did a deal. And I was like, whew, that was cool let's do some more of this. And then throughout that year, my system progressed. But by the end of that year, we'd been half a million and it was all from driving from dollars, you know, just shy mm-hmm. of a half a million. And um, 
I was like, wow, this is incredible. You know, this is more money than I've ever had ever. Like this is just, it was so liberating. I went to the bank and I wrote a check for over $52,000 and paid off debts. And I took my wife to Hawaii and we spent two weeks in Hawaii. And then we went and stayed. My wife's actually Brazilian. And um, we went back to Brazil for a month and uh, it was amazing to go back. I hadn't been back since I had served a mission there. And, you know, my children got to see, you know, her grandparents and be a part of that. And my little boy speaking Portuguese and playing with the kids, you know, like, and it was just so fulfilling to me, like having that kind of freedom was, was incredible. And I'm a major outdoorsman. So I went to Alaska and like, I was having like the time of my life in 2018. Um, but there was, there was something that happened that was really cool. I, I, I wanted, I, I was like, well, if I did this, why don't I shoot for more? Like, what more can I do? And, but I didn't know how to do more. I felt like I had tapped out my potential as a wholesaler. Mm-hmm. And, but I had heard of people doing a million a year from it. And I was like, well, how could I even do a million a year? To me, that was like more money I ever imagined. I remember, I remember washing windows or not washing windows, but mowing lawns with my father. We had, you know, we, my dad worked a full-time job and then we had a lawn mowing business growing up. And I, that's what I did every day after work. I started working at a very young age. And I remember asking my dad, like, you know, we're mowing lawns for these giant mansions. And, um, and I remember asking my dad, like, are these people millionaires? you know, and mm-hmm. like how much money do these people have? And I asked questions about money to my dad and, um, you know, hardworking, awesome person. I love my dad and he does very well for himself now, but as kids, you know, with all the kids and we, de- we definitely didn't have that much. And, um, which was so, so awesome because it really made me think and it made me work and it made me have to dig. So, so I'm grateful for those opportunities. I'm, I'm not saying poor me, but it, but it allowed me to like see that other people have more and they can do more. So maybe I could as well one day. So then, then I was thinking about making a million in a year. And I remember thinking, wow, someone's a millionaire and I might do that in a year. So it was like, it was almost kind of like this, like this psychological block of like, Hey, like that's too much. Like you're going, you're, you're trying too hard kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like grasping for ways to do that. And I had a friend invite me to do a self-help journal called living your best year ever by Darren Hardy. Mm -hmm. And in there, it talks about whatever your goals, you create three big goals. And um, it talks about the importance of giving away whatever you want to receive. Um, so one of my big goals that year was to generate a million dollars. And I had no idea how to do that, but I knew I had to give it away. I knew I had to give away a million bucks that year. And I was like, well, crap, how do I give away a million dollars? And, and, I, and I actually talked to my wife. Like I was like concerned about it. I was like internalizing this. Like I really want to make this a reality. How do I give away a million dollars? And then it hit me like I need to teach other people my marketing system, right? Um, and put a million dollars in, in students' pockets. And so I brought on 10 students, my guinea pigs, right? And that was at the very, very end of 2018. And I started teaching people. And one of my first students, his, you know, his first deal with me, he made $113,000 profit from a driving for dollar sleep, Scott Dallinger, right? And I, and I started having these students, student after student, just crushing it for my system. And the coolest thing ever happened I found so much more fulfillment by helping these other people than I did for my own business. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I became addicted to coaching. Like I became, a, like I started bringing on more students and because I started bringing on more students that required more of my own time. And so then it forced me to like build a team, my wholesaling team, because I had to keep the re- money coming in because I wasn't getting rich from coaching. And so I, I got good at building a team and like started, had to learn how to build a team. And by the end of that year, we did $1.2 million in my business, but I was coaching like crazy. And, you know, I, one of my very first students, Michael McLeish posted on his Facebook group the other day that since he started wholesaling, he's done over a million dollars, just that one student. He was my very first student I signed up. So when I saw that post, like, sorry, I'm a big ball baby, but, but, you know, I saw that post is like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe the first student I signed up did a million dollars in less than two years. Mm -hmm. And like, like those moments, like those are so much more fulfilling to me and then than doing than doing deals myself. Like, yeah, I love making money. Yes, I love serving my family. That's a whole point of why I got into this. Um, but I just feel so immensely grateful that I have I have my, my cake and I get to eat it too. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm fulfilled, but I also have money. Um, and so it's it's just pretty cool that that was how I got into coaching. It was definitely by accident. And now, now I coach quite a bit. Um, um, and, um, I also have other resources, you know, as, as I've gotten bigger and done more, um, there's been a lot of people that would like to learn and and be served by what I do. And so I actually built a full blown free wholesaling course. Um, like the wholesaling course I think is better than the, the $9,000 wholesaling course I got. So that's actually under free resources under my website too, if, if people are interested in it. So, yeah. So make sure you, that the website again is dfdmastery.com. Um, and uh, so, you know, so a couple of things that struck me with what you've been saying there, I haven't read or, or taken advantage of this living your best year ever mm-hmm. um, journal or book or program. It's a journal. Yeah. So you, so it's like the first hundred pages you put it, you put together your three goals and it talks about the important, like how to accomplish them. And then it does uh, a weekly journal. Yeah. So um, a couple of things that I, that stand out from what you said is, is it sounds similar to the stuff that I have read. Um, There's uh, the four, what is it? Uh, I even have the book here. The four spiritual laws of prosperity. And, yeah. uh, and one book. of my favorite books is The Go-Giver. Amazing um, book. Yeah. What, my mentor made it a requirement to read that book to be a student. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, The Go-Giver especially, that, that's one of those things that really is uh, something that I find extremely interesting is what you're essentially saying and proving out one of the theories in there is that the more people you reach, the, the more people you help because it's the go-giver, the more people you help, the more, the more you're going to benefit yourself. Yeah. And like, like, I don't like, I don't want people to think I'm like this big ball baby, like this big emotional person, but, and, and I'm not actually not, but like, it's so weird because just like that book talks about the go-giver is like, whatever you give, you receive. And I'm getting so much more than just money. Like, mm-hmm. like I am so full as a person. Like, and I'm so, so grateful for that. Like, I, I couldn't be happier with, with what's happened from, from helping other people. It's just amazing. I'm, I'm 100% sold on, on the, 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 
I mean, it's been said a thousand different ways, right? Uh, you reap what you sow, right? Mm-hmm. Karma, like it, it, it's, it's 100% real. I don't know if it's God's law, universal law. You can call it whatever you want, right? But it, it's it's real. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I this is this has been a great part of this conversation. But you know, people are going to want to, and especially since you give a, give away some of this training for free on your website, yeah. let's uh, dive into a few things because, and we're going to focus on wholesaling on this on this episode because. Um, I mean, that's your expertise. And frankly, that's what most people, they seem to focus on when they first get into real estate investing because they're starry-eyed, the concept of getting houses with no money down. Um, You know, I mean, mean, there used to be late night commercials claiming that Mm -hmm. they're going to teach you how to do this kind of thing. Um, But so let's let's start with a brand new student, somebody who's never done wholesaling before, just to get through the mindset that this is actually possible. Like, where would somebody start? And I know that's a pretty broad question, but I mean, that's that's where the analysis paralysis, we have to break through that analysis paralysis. Yeah. So my, my big thing is, is, like you said, the mindset, right? Belief that it can be done. And... So my YouTube channel, I share the success story of all my students, right? I interview them and I share that success story. And um, you can reach out to every single one of those people, right? Like they're they're real Mm -hmm. people, like reach out to them. I want you to understand that this is real, that your story can be their story. Your story can be my story. Because if you have that belief, it's a lot easier to take some of those painful steps, right? Let me give you an example. The pain of not having money to pay my medical bills when my son was born, that was more painful than the work I had to do, mm-hmm. right? So, when I found out that it was possible, I was willing to do the grind. I was willing to spend the money on marketing. I was willing to hire and pay for a mentor. I was really willing to go for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I put that stuff on credit cards, guys. I didn't have $19,000 to pay for mentors. And then not even, that's not even close to what I paid for marketing right? To figure this stuff out. Because I tried so long on my own as well. <laughs> Threw away a lot of money, right? And, and so, like, you first have to believe it to your core that it can be possible. And, because it's going to require work. It's going to require that you get out of your comfort zone. And maybe you're a little reserved and you're embarrassed to talk to people. You're afraid to call people. Fine. That's painful. I'm not saying it's not, but you have to realize that the pain of not having success is greater, right? Than, than the pain of doing the work. Well, so. you're, you're pretty much describing, a, I don't know if it's a psychological principle of humans. I mean, we will have a tendency of uh, reacting to pain versus, the possi- versus proactively working towards pleasure. I mean, we yeah. will, uh, and we're always in more of a reactive state versus a proactive state. Yeah. We, animals take the path of least resistance, always. Always. So I was in Alaska this last um, summer, like I said, fishing. And um, I was in Southeast Alaska. I was in a place called Petersburg, Alaska. And I'm fly fishing for these king salmon and there's bald eagles everywhere. It's just beautiful, right? And um, if you've ever been there, there's, there's like a 10, 20 foot section of grass before you hit the ocean. 
and then there's really thick, dense forest, right? Black pine, just thick, thick jungle, moss everywhere, right? And just on just on the outside and on the inside of the trees, there is a beaten path from the bears and the deer and the moose. And it's just, I mean, it's just these giant divots in the moss where they've mm-hmm. taken these trails over and over and over because those animals want to take path of least resistance. And we do that as well, right? And so understanding that um, really makes you, uh, really builds motivation. And so when you don't want to get up and go work, you don't want to get up and go do your driving. You don't want to get up and do your cold calls. Like you don't feel like it. I want you to um, do what Tony Robbins teaches, right? Is to actually think about the pain if you continually be lazy. Think about the pain of letting your family down. Think about the pain of you know your wife looking at you and being disappointed and disgusted with you to the point where she doesn't want to be with you anymore. Like Take it to an extreme and feel that pain because that pain is going to drive you to get out of bed and to do the work more so than the pleasure of a $10,000 check that you may not necessarily have to have to feed your family, mm. right? So, so yeah. pain is definitely a massive, massive motivator. Right. So in you, you basically, you, you focus, we've already mentioned, you are already focused on the driving for dollars or we brought that up, you know, so you're, you're that new student. Now you've decided you've gotten into the right mi- mindset that this is possible. We don't have a lot of money to do any marketing. So you would push them towards driving for dollars, right? If you had a lot of money, I'd push you to driving for for dollars. If you had no money, I'd push you to driving for dollars. I believe it is the best marketing channel that exists for finding off-market discounted properties, whether you want to wholesale them, flip them, buy them, hold them. I don't care. It is the best strategy. Uh, It doesn't matter if it's uh, multifamily, if it's single family, it is the best deal. I just had a student, Michael Brown, uh, no, yesterday, closed on the biggest wholesale deal of any of my students. It's a multifamily property. Um, he just made $114,500 from it. Okay. Mm. So when someone, when someone wants to sell a house at a discount, right? Like as wholesalers, we are not convincing people that selling to us is in their best interest. We're finding people that we serve, right? So for example, um, I actually went and did um, an experiment to prove this point, right? That people trade convenience for price, even even affluent people. So I Mm -hmm. went to a super well-off, nice neighborhood, you know, half a million dollars to a million dollar houses. And I went door to door and I said, hey, I have a mobile pawn shop. Do you have anything you'd like to get rid of or sell? I spent 500 bucks an hour and a half and I doubled that money. Right? I bought a go-kart. I bought some furniture. And the crazy thing is like two weeks later, the lady called me because I gave her my number and I got a piece of furniture for 50 bucks and someone in my office, I don't want to deal with it, but he sold it for 350. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so people trade convenience for price. And so my mentor taught me that we're like a pawn shop for houses. And so if someone wants to get rid of their property because it's a, it's, a, it's a pain point for them, it's like a thorn in their side, do you think they're going to go want to mow the lawn and fertilize and pick the weeds. And if some shingles blow off, they might throw on a tarp, right? They're going to do the bare minimum to maintain that property because it's a thorn in their side. So Mm -hmm. you can actually see properties that are a potential thorn in someone's side. 
And so that's why driving for dollars in general is the best list because you only create an Excel spreadsheet of properties that have physical signs of neglect and have the highest chance of, of someone wanting to just unload them, right? That, and then on top of that is you get to pinpoint the exact areas, the exact you know, neighborhoods, uh, streets, and the exact house on every, every street corner, right? The other thing is no one has your exact same list. No one. Mm-hmm. Even if there's other people driving for dollars, no one is sending the exact same postcards, exact same calling scripts, and the exact same text messages and voicemail drops and all those things to your list. You may have ones and twosies here and there that you're competing with other investors, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't teach this to people in my own market like I do if I felt like it was going to hurt me, right? It's just funny. The more I teach, the more money I make. Like it's not hurting me right? It's because no one has my exact same list. And even if they're driving, they're not going to tag them the same time frame I am. Okay. So th- somebody's in the car, they're going to mm-hmm. be driving for dollars. What are some of those signs that they should be looking for that uh, maybe somebody new to this might miss? Um, because it's easy to spot that house that has overgrown grass and the shingles are falling off. But are there other signs that they should be looking for on a house yeah. that they maybe should add to that list? Yeah, we we tag anything, um, uh, any physical signs of neglect, right? Uh, cracked windows with some duct tape on them, you know, um, newspapers piled up, any, any of those things. So uh, it's funny that you ask that because it's a very common question I get. So I actually give that away for free because I want to serve people, right? So if you go to my YouTube channel, I have a YouTube video called Driving for Dollars Criteria. And I actually go for a drive with my main driver. I only have one driver that's 2,000 properties a week, by the way, um, and they use part-time hours. So it's a very efficient system, but I go for a drive with him. It's kind of funny. We actually get pulled over, uh, but there's a link in the show notes as well as on my website. So dfdmastery.com under free resources, I give you my driving for dollars criteria. So exactly what we look for. I call it my cheat sheet. So that, that lists out everything that we're looking for as we're out driving. So you guys can access that as well. Cool. So uh, now that they have, uh, they've c- collected a list, mm-hmm. what, what are you doing now to contact those people? Are you, uh, are you doing mail drops? Are you doing postcard, yellow letters? You mentioned yeah. uh, voice, voicemail drops. I mean, do you hit yeah. them with all of the above? What do, you, what do you start with? I've tested a whole bunch of different things. Currently, I do text messaging uh, cold calling and postcards, right? We make money off of all of them. But if I was just starting, I would say pick one. And I love postcards for people that are just starting. That's what I teach my students. That's what I talk about in my wholesaling course, uh, my free one um, and my mastery program because it's, it's, um, you don't have to have any negotiation skills, any sales skills, any communication skills to send a postcard, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's very easy to like identify a house that's, that's a turd or that's got issues, you know? And then you send a postcard to them. If they want to sell it, they call it. Right. So, so I would say postcards, postcards is definitely my favorite system. And they say, oh, well, it doesn't work in high end markets like California and those bull crap. Right. It does. You just have a crappy marketing list. Um, mm-hmm. Like Aaron Gaunt, fireman in California, one of my students, right? His first deal, $80,000 was able to quit fi- being a fireman and, and do wholesaling full time. Right. He actually came out fishing with me a couple weeks ago. So this works in high end markets, low end markets, postcards work. You just have to have a good list. So one of the things that I wanted to touch on, and back, we'll have to back up just a hair, is that this has got uh, some volume associated with this, right? You, yes. you probably are going to have to 
be driving for dollars and sending out how many uh, do you have you do you have an odds like if if we're yep. I'm going to just say I like do. with a list source list I'm lucky mm-hmm. if I'm getting maybe a 1% response rate if I'm lucky with what you're proposing here what are you typically seeing so response rates are going to be same, the same, right? They're going to be anywhere between half of a percent to 2% response rate with the driving for dollars list. Um, but I can, I can break down um, the cost to do a deal. So, so this is the math. If you guys want to get a pen and paper, this is, this is how I respond to this question. So uh, look at your low-end housing in your market, right? Get on Zillow, go to sold properties and find out what those lower end houses are on average. So if you're in Indianapolis, it might be 50 to $80,000, right? Where if you're in Utah, that might be 250 on on the low end, right? Um, In Tampa, my other market, you know, that might be 170, 150. Um, And so figure out what your lower income, the average price of those houses are once they're sold. Once you have that number, times that by 0.1, which will give you 10%. That's what your average wholesale fee should be, okay? So once you will find your average wholesale deal in your market, then you can figure out about how much it's going to cost you to find that. I suggest you spend no more than 25 cents to make a dollar or 25%. So, so for example, if your average wholesale fee you find is should be around $10,000, it's going to cost you about $2,500 or less in marketing to find the deal. And obviously, you need to be decent at negotiations and that kind of stuff. And I teach that to my students, right? But we're spending about on mine, we're spending anywhere between... Um, I think I think last time I looked at it a couple of days ago, we're, we're at about 13 cents to make a dollar is where we're at with my marketing, right? And so if you do the math, uh, uh, it's it, let's say let's say you you spend two thousand five hundred dollars, right? To to do a ten thousand dollar deal, um, it's about forty to fifty cents a postcard. So you're going to have to send about five thousand postcards to find those properties. So you're going to have to find like like anywhere between like I said. 2,500 properties to 5,000 properties to find a deal at $10,000, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to add volume of, of any physical science of neglect. So that's the math. Right. No, that's, that's awesome. So, okay. So they've, they've, they've received a response and I hate to, okay. we're, we're really, we're, this is very high level. So I'm sure we're not going to be able to get into the weeds too far here tonight. Um, and I'm sure you have uh, some some videos on this, but I always get the next question somebody asks me is, okay, uh, somebody called me. Now, what do I say? Mm-hmm. Great question. You say, <laughs> <laughs> great question. You, you build a relationship with the person, right? Mm-hmm. Let me explain why. If someone, if someone has a house they want to sell and you're trying to buy the house and their brother's trying to buy the house and you both make an offer of 100000 on the property, who's going to get the deal? The one they like. The one they like, the brother, right? The one they have a relationship. So if you're competing with another investor and the other investor just shows up, gives a number, low ball number, doesn't give a crap about the seller, 
and you show up and you build a relationship and you know why they're selling and what's going on and you say, well, you know, you probably could get more if you list it with an agent. Like, why don't you go that route and you give them options and they go, no, I just want to sell it as is. It's like, okay, that's exactly what I could do. I think, I think I'm a fit for you then. Um, what's your time frame? What are you trying to do? What do you need? Like, and you actually build a relationship and care about that person and actually not just be a greedy investor and like actually serve that person. Guess who's going to get the deal? The person that cares right? Mm -hmm. So, so get out of your head of like, I need money, right? Get out of your own greedy head and serve and love people, right? Be a go giver. Because if you don't do that, you won't get deals. You won't. Yeah. No, like, uh, we tell people all the time, Hey, we're not a fit. Right? Like I, I literally had my cousin literally, right? Brent he calls me, he says, Zach, I want to sell my house. I was like, okay, cool. What are you, what are you trying to do? Do you need advice? Well, I want you to buy it. Well, brother, I, I buy houses at massive discounts, right? Like I, I'm an investor. Why don't you just list it? Bro, I don't want to. I've got a job. I got to move. I need to have it done now. Okay. Well, I can help you. Um, I just want you to know that I'm going to make money. Is that okay? Oh, 100%, man. I know what you do. Okay, cool. <laughs> like mm -hmm. my cousin, right? So there are people that want speed and convenience for their house and that's who you're trying to find. And if you explain that to people, they're going to trust you even more and be like, wow, this dude's got integrity. This person cares. So that's what I would suggest is like understanding the people, talking to the people, time frames, you know, condition of the house. Why don't they just fix it up and list it? Like, like understand that person, have a conversation with them, care about them. Like I care about my cousin, right? That's what no, I'd say. I, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough, Zach. I mean, you hit the nail on the head so much. Um, I run into a, too many people who spend too much time trying to keep like they they don't mention realtor as if the person you're talking to doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it's it's like if they don't they should know. Like you have an obligation to have some integrity and have a heart, right? Well, well exactly, but when you when you ask that question, why don't you list it with a realtor? That's going to be your best option. You will already start to get build even a deeper relationship there and they're going to trust you to tell you exactly what's going on. I mean, mm -hmm. it's that they're not calling you more times than not. Most of those people know what you do and they're calling you and they've made, taken that action for a reason. And they're not going to tell you that reason likely right off the bat. So once you have a discounted property under contract, we're not going to go into details on, paperwork and everything associated with this. I mean, you better talk to your local, check your local laws for how this works. Yep. But uh, once you find a discounted property, how do you get the, the best dollar or the best, how do you sell it now? Like you, well, yep. If you've done your work um, and followed my steps that I give you, um, whether you're an actual student of mine or you have access to my free course, um, you have done your job of building your cash buyers list before you get to this point. Okay. So mm -hmm. we build cash buyers list first. If you don't have a buyer lined up, you're not going to be able to sell it. Right. But um, one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is they get three or four buyers and they go, okay, great. I'm done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they become an employee to this cash buyer. And this cash buyer pays way less than you would get if you sent it out to all your cash buyers, right? My first wholesale deal I ever did, um, I had been building a cash buyers list and going to auctions and doing all this work to build my cash buyers list. And um, 
I only got one person to respond, but he had a 1031 tax exchange. So he was willing to pay more than any of the other investors were because of tax purposes. Mm -hmm. And so where I never would have made money on that deal, I ended up making 10 grand because I had a motivated buyer and a motivated seller, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing the work, you're going to have buyers and, and get them to pay as much as possible for your deals. Right. You know, that, that is something that I find really refreshing with you, Zach, because I've had uh, other people on the show who um, have actually pushed the concept that you find the deal and the buyer, the money will come. Like, like, it, yes. like it comes, <laughs> comes out of thin air or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, there's, there's, a, there's actually a really cool show. It's called Undercover Billionaire. It's the dude he takes, um, I can't remember his name is. Anyways, he takes a hundred bucks and his goal is to turn it into a million dollar company in 90 days, right? Guy's mm -hmm. freaking amazing. He's like sleeping in his car, crazy. So he's trying to turn that hundred bucks into more money so he can like build this company. And he talks about how important it is if you're going to pawn anything, you have a buyer lined up first before you then go and do all the work to get the thing right? So remember, we're a pawn shop for houses. So before we go get the thing, a discounted contract, right? We get a buyer. You want to get a buyer first. That is key, key, key. Like the billionaire right. name, right? That is, right. it is a business principle. Yep. No, I, that, that, that's awesome advice. Uh, you know, so we, we come to the end of this here now and we, uh, I, I always ask, you know, we've covered a lot of ground here tonight. Is there a question that you wished I would have asked? Um, no, I, I think this has been such an awesome conversation. Um, the, the biggest thing that, that I would like to, to mention one more time and is that we have, uh, you know, January here in a couple months, I'm going to Florida, right? And I've already mentioned this, but I want to mention it again is, is I'm going to take a thousand dollars and turn it into 40 grand in 40 days. Right. And I'm doing this because I want to show people that they can do it. Right? I'm going to have a film crew. I'm going to share it with the world. Um, and, and I kind of got this idea from the undercover billionaire that takes a hundred bucks and turns mm -hmm. it into something because he wanted to show that the American dream is alive and well. And I wanted to show other people that as well, even with all of the turmoil that our country has been seeing lately, that we can be successful. And there's no excuse for us not to be. And we should take advantage of these opportunities. And then also along the way, bless and serve other people and make an impact, right? That's, that's my whole purpose behind being on this podcast and, and being a coach is because I want to serve and give back. And so I hope you guys tune in, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel um, as those episodes start coming out. You can, you can enjoy those and learn and, and grow as well. So. So uh, just a reminder, dfdmastery.com, um, but we always end with a few takeaways here um, from, from the show. Um, first of all, it looks like I'm buying yet another book, uh, uh, Living Your Best Year Ever, um, and uh, I got to check that out. That sounds really interesting. Um, uh, any physical sign of neglect when you're finding this? from establishing this list and you better get ready to start driving because um, I, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions that you drive, find something, send out a postcard and, and you're putting too many, too many eggs in that one basket. You gotta, you gotta build that list. Um, I really like how transparent you are with that potential, that seller. Um, Ask those questions. Make sure they understand what you do and 
the options that are available to them. Actually be that go-giver in that scenario. Mm -hmm. And then build that cash buyers list first. Um, and uh, and I, I really appreciate you being on the show and being as transparent as you were. You mentioned a couple times about how being how emotional you got. That's just me. I, I identify that as being just being a sincere, just sincerity. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so uh, I really think this was a great conversation. I, I, I wish you the best success. I, I am, I am definitely subscribing to this YouTube channel. I got to see you pull this off and I know you will. I hope so. I hope I don't fail, right? Because I'm telling everyone about it before I start. <laughs> but I think more than anything, even if I fail, um, I, I believe that people will see what the input is, right? right. What the input is. So. Exactly. So, uh, dfdmastery.com. Uh, Jeff, definitely reach out to Zach if it's a good fit. Um, and it sounds like there's a lot of great free resources there. So, it's definitely worth that investment. So, Thank you so much, Zach, and I hope we can chat again in the near future. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.